0: Maxie Beer, or Beerygram as he's known on social media, is this guy that has this amazing energy to lift people. I met Max through his social media posts and um, you know I was just inspired and I was uplifted and I just knew I had to have him on the show. Maxie Beer, welcome to The Sticker. I first came across you on social media, and I seen you, and I just tuned straight into your to your energy. I'm I'm right. I'm a real energy guy. I'm always looking for that person who has that real positive, uplifting energy. And um, and man, you epitomise positive, uh, positive energy. So you know, and I touch base with you because I wanted to jump on the rider. I draw energy from other people. I don't suck the life out of people. Yep. I draw energy from people. People like yourself. Mark Brewers, you know, sports people, plagues like Jeff Fennick, whoever. I I love people's positive energy, man. And, um, man, I said, I reached out to you. And this is how we become friends and good friends at that.
1: Well, mate, they say energy breeds energy, man. And uh, top of the morning to you, you handsome hunk of a man. Mate, it's good to be here. Um, especially, uh, even better, mate, after Origin last night when New South Wales did heaps well. Yeah. In game two. That
0: was, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, Mate, what's... Tell me, what's the Maxi Beer beer story, the Beery Graham story? Tell us.
1: Yeah, well, man, going through it, mate, to be fair, I've uh, I've been look, looking forward to telling my story, you know, and, and before I get into it, man, I want to say, like, anyone listening has a story. You've got a story. I've got a story. Your neighbour's got a story. Everyone's got a story, you know, and I'm just looking to articulate and sort of tell my story um, because I have been through a lot, and anything I say, I don't say in an arrogant way, but I want to share what I've been through with true hope that I can help someone out there that may be struggling or may have been through something similar to what I've been through. And, um, hopefully it just gives them that confidence to be able to take them, whether they're from here to up here or just help them in any way, shape or form. So. Where did it all start, brother? Mate, look, it all started, man. So I'll tell you a little bit about my upbringing, man. My, my dad's a true blue Aussie, um, you know, and, and sort of. we're pretty well known hard man in his day, yeah. He is a, Proper, yeah, proper old school knockabout bloke um, back in the day, but um, unfortunately he's passed now, which we'll sort of touch on a little bit later. My mum's a little mouldy girl, Kiwi girl from a place called Kai Tai, which is the far north of New Zealand. Um, my mum and dad are two total polar opposite people. My dad an old school gangster. My mum the sweetest, most beautiful mum in the world, um, soft, caring, and whatnot. But growing up, I was pretty much the exact same person as my dad. I look exactly like my mum, but I just followed my dad's lead in everything that he did. Growing up, I sort of, I love sports. My dad was a sports he loved He loved sports. He boxed himself. And, um, and growing up, I just wanted to be, I sort of just wanted to be like him. He took me to all my rugby and, and in saying that at a young age, I was a decent, handy little football player and I was a handy little boxer. And when I was young, he sort of pulled me aside and he said, Max, you've got to decide what you want to do. Do you want to keep boxing or do you want to play footy? I said I want to play footy. Anyway, luckily enough, as time went on, I ended up getting a scholarship to a school called St Joseph's College, which is a good rugby school, um, which I'm I'm very grateful for. You know, moving forward from there, I've always been someone that's I've had a lot of friends. You know what I mean? I've I've loved to have a joke. Um, you know, I never used to let anything bother me. I went through school, and as I left school, I sort of things sort of turned a little bit for me. I I end up playing first grade. Uh, but the thing was, I sort of got caught up in that colourful lifestyle, where growing up, I sort of, I wanted to, and, and I don't say this, and, and and this is something that I don't condone as well. But it was, it's part of my journey. You know, I wanted to be that tough guy. where I wanted to be that popular guy. You know, I I wanted to be known for sort of being whatever. Where, it, look, long story short, it, it got me nowhere, and then. I hit a rock bottom, and I'll tell you where I hit my rock bottom. I, uh, Growing up, I never knew how to communicate. I never knew how to open up. I never knew how to talk. I've always had a lot of friends, and what would happen is my friends, I would encourage them to come to me. You got a problem? I would look for my mate's problems to help them. My nature is very, very caring, and I love to help people. Uh, a few years ago, about six years ago or so, um, my time frame's off maybe a little bit due to this COVID, mate, but I think we've been in that vortex. But uh, my roommate, my best friend, my 5'8", he committed suicide. From that moment in my life, my whole world spiraled. I actually learned a lot about myself because at that stage in my life, I knew nothing about mental health. I never had really been through sort of my own struggles. And that was the first big struggle that I went through. Everyone would ask me, are you sweet, Barry? Are you sweet? I said, yeah, I'm sweet, which I wasn't. Within a matter of years, my dad got cancer. My girlfriend at the time got cancer. My auntie died in my arms, purely in my arms. I get goosebumps talking about it. And then rolling on from there, my dad passed away. My girlfriend's got cancer and I never healed because when when someone passes away, you need to grieve, you need to open up, you need to bottle up. I never did any of this. I isolated myself and all I did, my escape, for if you had asked me, Max Biria, are you sweet? I'd say, I'm sweet, bruh, which a lot of us blokes do. I said, I'm sweet, bruh. I I was fucking far from sweet. I isolated myself and instead of going out, drinking, taking drugs, which don't get me wrong. I've had a bender or two in my time as most of us have, but my escape was gambling. I didn't want to speak to anyone. All I wanted to do was escape and gamble. And that's what I did. When my dad passed away, my girlfriend was going through really, really bad cancer. And in a space of a couple months, my mum, without getting into it too much, out of respect for her, she wasn't hundred percent well at all. And that completely broke me. I was down and out. I had some people reach out to me, some of my best friends, and they said, Max, they said, well, we've got a place for you to go. They said, it's only going to help you. And I was reluctant at first, but at that stage in my life, I was broken. I didn't want to kill myself, Russell, but I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't care what happened to me. I was self-sabotaging, isolating, and just running myself through the ground. I went to a rehab. It's an Indigenous rehab out in the Central Coast. It's called the Glam. Shout out to the Glam. And the thing was that is I didn't go there for my drugs or alcohol, but I went there for my gambling. And what that taught me to do for myself was just to be able to learn to open up, sit around a group of blokes, cry, speak to a counsellor, learn to live, make your bed, self-love again, go to the gym. (laughs) From there, my whole life started to turn around in a positive way because instead of for a long time investing all my energy to my dad, my girlfriend, my mum, all my other friends, which you know me. I, I would give someone the shirt off my back. You know what I mean? I, I don't have much money to my name, but I'd give someone my last dollar if I had it. But that's what that was what my, my problem was. I cared for everyone else. I stopped caring about myself. And then taking that time to go to rehab, self-loving, self-caring again was the best thing that I've ever done.
0: How important is communication in all of this?
1: Communication is key because if I didn't learn to communicate, I've always been a good talker Russell, but I never knew how to communicate. I never knew how to sa- open up about myself. I never was someone that ever 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 even knew how to cry. Yeah. I had I had that chip on my shoulder where I'd say you sweet, yeah, yeah I'm sweet, and I didn't even know how to talk. It, it's communication well, is key. What king. was the
0: catalyst what was the catalyst in there that allowed you to take that step from not knowing to go on trusting, trusting the process.
1: Yeah. Well, I was, I was around like-minded people. Yeah. I was in a rehab where people wanted to do better. People wanted to get better. Where instead of maybe being at a group of table with 10 blokes and mm-hmm. me being the only one that might have a problem, so I say, but realistically, all 10 people would have a problem, but just no one talks about it. I was surrounded by like-minded men that were in the same boat as I can, that w- we learned, you know, I, I learned from people that when I first got there, they had been there much longer than me to open up, to share your vulnerability, that there's no problem whatsoever in sharing your story, that it's okay to cry. If you're struggling, how you doing, mate? Man, not sweet. Mate, today I'm a bit stressed. This is what's going on, learning to do that. And that's when my communication started growing.
0: Amazing. And that authenticity and and trusting people, just trusting people, you know what I mean? How important is that to trust someone? In trusting people, the biggest
1: thing that I find is, people say, oh, they don't care. They don't care. The truth is, Russell, not everyone does care when you want to tell someone something or what's going on or Mm. whatnot, but you find a like-minded people, maybe someone that's been through the same journey as you Mm. or someone that actually cares about you. Mm. You've got to have that trust because without being able to vent and communicate and talk, Mm. mate, you'll stay where you are. You can never improve from there. So you've got to have that trust and whether it be someone that's been through what you've been through or, you know, someone that you love, your Mm. mum, your dad, your brother, your best friend, whoever Mm. that may be.
0: You know, what advice would you give to someone right now that's at rock bottom? Rock bottom is, this is the truth. You will
1: stay at rock bottom until you learn to reach out for help, okay? I want to give you a metaphor. Now, when you wash your hands, Russell, you don't wash your hands like this, with one hand, okay? Mm. The example I give is when you wash your hands, you wash your hands with two hands so you can do a good job. So what I'm saying is anyone that's at rock bottom, don't fight yourself and think, I can get out of this, I can. I can, the truth is, you can't, all right, you might be able to improve, but you'll never be able to get yourself out from it, you're not a weirdo that sits there and goes to the cubicle and washes your hand with one hand, when you wash your hands, you wash your hands like that, so you can do a proper job, when you need to get better and you're at rock bottom, reach out for help and get that second Rub hand hands together, and do it properly, you know?
0: Yeah, what about, you? So what about like, you know, you, you've talked about in, so far, you know, you you went for a grieving process when yep. you were losing your father, and yep. mate, well, you know, how do people do? With, how do the people do with grief?
1: Well, the, the truth with grief, mate, is I'll tell you something. When I first lost my best mate, he was my five eight. He committed suicide. He never even just came home and I couldn't even go to my house, people would say to me, he committed suicide. I said, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I, I refused to let anyone tell me that he committed suicide. At that stage in my life, I knew nothing about mental health. And the truth is, to anyone that is losing someone or has lost someone or whatever it may be, we're all going to be brown bread one day. We're all going to die. That's the truth. You know, so you've, you've got to understand and don't be grateful for, uh, don't dwell on, on them not being here. You have to just V-line in and focus on, the, the, the good times that you have with them because you can't bring them back. Mm. But what I try to do is, is I say this every mo- I say this to myself every morning. Every single morning I look at myself in the mirror and I mean this. I say, I'm going to have a good day today. I'm going to have a good day today. I'm going to have a good day today. And I fucking mean it mm. because I want to have a good day today. I want to be grateful for what I've got. And when I'm grateful for what I've got, I mean my loved ones. I tell people I love them. I tell my mates I love them. I tell my mum I love them. Don't wait for someone to be gone to be like, fuck, I miss them. Why wait? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Why wait? But even even doing that could change that person's, like if someone's on a suicide, you know, got suicidal ideology or whatever, just that fact, I, I, I'm, I'm yep. two, I, first, I wake up every morning, I write, I've got a gratitude list, I write yep. five things I'm grateful for, and I write five intentions for the day what I intend to do for other people. Yep. And, um, but just that saying to someone, so getting that phone call or the text or whatever yep. and saying, Hey man, I love you. I just want you to know of how, you know, makes. I love, brother, I love that. You know me. Yeah. At
1: the end of every conversation or anyone that is meaningful in my life, I'll say, I love you, brother. I love you, mate. I love you, mum. You know, because you never know. The truth is, how many people have you lost? They're there and then, boom, they're gone. Mm. You know, the, it's the truth, you know.
0: You're a guy, man. You've got this electric energy and um, i just walk in here. We parked the yeah. car. We, we park the car and walk in. Here. It's always compliments to people. Hey, mate, how's your day? You know how important is that? What does that? Well, what does that do for you when you do that?
1: Well, let me. I'll, I'll tell you something. All right, I don't care who you are. You're 100 years old. You're whoever you are. We all deserve compliments. Now, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. Okay, my mum. I love my mum. I am the biggest mums boy in the absolute world. Like a proud mums boy. Anyway, if someone compliments my mum. Or I put a video up with my mum and someone says, your mum's beautiful. My mum will call me and say, oh, my God, did you see that compliment? And the, the, the you know, the love in her voice. So what I do now is I encourage everyone to do that. Go and compliment someone, and I'm going to give you an example of it. I complimented this lady, all dressed in purple. Elder, she would have been in her 80s. Makeup, her chair was purple, everything was purple. She looked brilliant. She looked unbelievable. I said, I want to say something to you. And I said in the most respectful way possible, you look absolutely beautiful. You're probably one of the most beautiful ladies that I've ever seen in my whole life, but I meant that, and I said that to her. She said, oh, my God, you've made my whole year. She literally had a tear in her eye when I said that, and I went away. She goes, thank you. She probably gave me about 30 thank yous, and I, I, could, have, I, I could have thanked her, honestly, for her gratitude and her mm. thankfulness. Anyway, a week later, someone that, from her, her, um, her nursing home contacted me and said, I can't believe I've found you. She's been talking about this compliment for the whole week. Mm. We wanna thank you as a whole for the compliments that you gave her. You've absolutely changed her mindset and she's literally walking around with a spring in her step.
0: I reckon we should encourage, like imagine yep. that if everyone, like you know how you got the white ribbon day, yep, the world, give five compliments out a day. Imagine that the the energy that changes in the world if everyone done that in one day.
1: Well mate, it's the best. Like you think of it, man, I don't care how good looking you are, how much of a, a good sportsman you are. Mm. If someone says, if you say to, say, a good sportsman, geez, you're a good boxer. They might say, yeah, thanks, mate. But in their head, they they acknowledge that. Or you say to a beautiful girl, you are beautiful. You know, they might just snob it off. But realistically, any compliments you get, think about it. It makes yourself feel better. I encourage anyone to go out there, compliment someone. Not all the time will you be able to know how much that compliment's actually meant to someone. But I guarantee you, you do it enough, it'll get back to you the compliments that you give out. Mm. And once you feel that feeling and the gratefulness from that person, you'll be obsessed with doing it, and I truly, truly am. I think I have obsessive-compulsive complemented disorder, and I'm proud of
0: it. <laughs> Man, I want to touch on a few things, all Let's right? Go. Some mental health conditions. How do you yeah. deal with anxiety?
1: I deal with anxiety. Look, a- as I was saying, I really struggled with anxiety uh, after I lost my dad, after I lost my best friend uh, through that whole stage. And the thing is, this is how I, I, I like, I've, you know, I, which I don't want to touch on too much, but I've boxed since I was a kid, and I see it as a fight. Okay, so I think a, a 10, 12 round, whatever, whatever how long of a fight it goes for. I think that first round, when you first get anxiety, your anxiety might be, oh, I don't want to leave the house or I don't want to go to this party. If you sit there frazzled and you're like, oh, no, I don't want to go to the beach because I, I don't feel confident in my body. If you lose that round one, you'll lose the next 12. When you get that anxiety thinking, I can't go to this party, say to yourself, I'm going to this party. Get up, get dressed, and I promise you, you've already run round one, you'll end up ridding the whole – Twelve rounds, probably by TKO. Yeah.
0: All right. How do you deal with depression? Depression. What, gets, what, gets, what gets you get out of depression? What do you get out? You, how do? Went on. How do you get out of a depression?
1: Well, as I touched on before, I was at a stage in my life, and I promise you, I don't care who you are, you everyone. I wasn't at a stage where I wanted to kill myself. Okay, But I was at a stage in my life where I didn't give a shit what happened to me. Mm. I was writing myself off. I'd, I'd spend all my money. I'd go out and I'd pay. I, I, was, I was violent at that time. But you've got to deal with it by just, it, it's a full mindset change, okay? And just knowing that you can get out of it. If you surrender to it, I'm depressed. I'm depressed. By By saying that to yourself, you're losing the battle. Mm. You say to yourself, I'm all right. Start self-loving. Look after yourself. Take care of yourself. You can get out of it. You you can get out of anything. But if your mind is strong, your body will follow, and that's a guarantee. So anyone that's depressed and and sitting there at home, I'm depressed, you're losing all 12 rounds. Get up and win the 12th, first round. I'm all right. Get up and self-love. Go and do something that makes you happy, and I guarantee you'll start to feel better. Positive self-talk, it's a mindset thing, which I promise you, you can get yourself out of, as I did, and I proudly talk about that.
0: Yeah, you did. You've you've climbed climbed a big mountain, Max. I I congratulate you on that, brother. You're – um. And a lot of your, lot of your, um, your social media stuffs about this yeah. mental health stuff, and 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 you are a real good, true ambassador for how to climb out of the out of out of the hole. You know, you're a really an inspirational man. I, like I put That's heaps right. of people on you. I go, mate, you want to you want to lift first thing in the morning, <laughs> like I do. I I'll tell you, there's a couple of go tos. You know, I mean, your, yeah. your your social media. What's Max posted? I'll go yeah. there, have a look, and it's always you're giving someone a compliment, someone smiling, walking down the road and yeah, cheering. Yeah. Good morning, you beautiful hunk of a man.
1: You handsome hunk of a man. <laughs> I love it, mate. Well, you know the thing is I say, yeah. Russell, bro, smiling is free therapy. Yeah. It is, man. How good's a smile? Yeah. Mate, if there's – and I said this at the start, energy breeds energy. So what I do is my videos, all right, I don't judge anyone. I don't care what you do. I'll give you an example of how society is, all right. This is a random exo- example, the first thing that comes to my head. Say there's a person standing in the middle of the road and all these houses are looking at that person and he's standing there dancing, just making a dickhead of himself. Probably the way society is, look, 90% of those people be like, oh, have a look at that boy." I'd sit there and I'd say, fucking good love him. How good is that bloke? I don't judge anyone, all right? I don't care who you are. If you're the biggest gangster in the world, I love you. If you're homeless, I love you. If you're a famous football player, boxer, whatever it may be, I love you. I don't judge anyone. I'll give anyone my time a day. And I say this all the time, with my videos, you'll see – I would be seen just as confidently walking down the road with a group of homeless people as my friends as I would with the biggest gangsters in the world or the, the most famous football players in the world,
0: you know. Muhammad Ali once said it. You can judge a man by how he treats the the butler or how yep. he treats the millionaire if yep. he treats him the same. Exactly the right, color. character. So true, so true. Uh, well. Recently there was a video of you helping, um, I went on to, uh, helping a young homeless bloke, you brought him into your own yep. home, you give him a place to stay, yep. you got him a job, you tried getting him on his feet. What was going on there?
1: Well, mate, let me tell you. Me personally, I've never been homeless, but I've been at rock bottom and I talk about that. So everyone's different, okay? Look, some people that mate, and this is the truth. Everyone, Russell, in their life will hit a rock bottom – your rock bottom might be different, and my rock bottom, mm. Mine, my rock bottom might be different to anyone's rock bottom. But it's the same place. It's the exact same place, okay? But the thing is, I and and if you follow me on social media, you'll understand. I come across, I feel like I'm sort of drawn to different character, I, I just different people, okay? And I and I walk and I walk into my house, and there's a there's a, there's a bloke sleeping at the front of my house, and I live in an apartment block, and I was looking at him, I said, mate, what are you doing, bro? He said, oh, and I'm just waiting for my mate to get here. I said, who's your mate? And he said "This name. I said, mate, this bloke doesn't even live here anymore. I said, what, have you tried giving him a call? He said, mate, I don't have a phone. I said, bro, why don't you have a phone? He goes, I'm homeless. I said, how old are you, brother? He goes, I'm 20. My heart dropped. I had Chinese in my hand, all right, which I just came back from. I said, have you eaten? He goes, I probably haven't eaten in a a day or two. I said, have this Chinese. We sat there, we started talking. He just opened up and just... Just sort of spilled his beans. He'd been in and out of foster, foster care. Um, he struggled. He just struggled himself with mental health. And I said, you know what, brother? I said, brother, stay at my place, all right? And people said to me, mate, you're mad. And I said, and I'll say, you know what? They said, mate, what if he was a serial killer? What, what not? I said, well, I'd be brown bread, wouldn't I? I said, but you know what? I don't give a shit. I was happy to help him. Long story short, I actually took him in for about a two-week period. I clothed him, fed him, pretty much turned his whole life around. He's not staying with me anymore. I get asked his question absolutely all the time. But the thing is, I, I'm not his father, you know. I, I, you can take a horse to water in life, but you can't make a drink. I did everything absolutely I could. I got him a job and sort of set him up. But at the end of the day, I couldn't – he can't live with me forever. Because yeah. going back to what I said, you have to put yourself first and, f- and focus on yourself, you know.
0: Let's um – that's, uh, yeah, it's really good of you, Max. I really appreciate it. And, and through your connections that you were able to get him a job, you were able to get him yeah. some clothes, you were able to get him some assistance, and people are going to back you all day. You know, people really, you're so um, engaging. You're so engaging, Max, and, and and that's a process, man. And where did you pick up those skills?
1: Well, man, like I said, bro, and I con- like I said, I, I confidently, I, and I this is, the way I speak about this, I'm so passionate about it, Russell, because... I was down and out. I was so down and out. And and I didn't, like I said, I didn't want to kill myself, but I didn't want to be here anymore. I had been from being up here, the top of the line of playing sport, the top of the line of whatever I was doing, to being down here. And now I'm so passionate about it because every day it's just my gratefulness, man, just to be here. You know what I mean? Because the way life works, mate, you could be brown bread tomorrow. I could be. You could be. We all could be. So I just make the most of absolutely every opportunity that I've got in this life now, bro.
0: You're amazing. That's so good. Mate, what, what sort of advice would you give to the young ones that, you know, the young people that were the, the 15-year-old Max Max Beer, what would you what would you give? What what advice would you give to a 15-year-old Max Beer right now?
1: Bro, I got it, mate, you asking me that question, I, I truly got goosebumps on my arm because this is something I'm so passionate about as well. All right. I see all the time, and we all see this like kids wanting to represent a postcard or whatever you want to do. Believe me, I've been through all of that. I truly have been through all of that. But me growing up, all I wanted to do, mean, I had a lot. I've had a lot. Of, always had a lot of friends, but I wanted to be that tough guy. I wanted to be that known as that good fighter, right? You know. And now we probably didn't have it so much back then. But this this postcode stuff, I would rather make a friend than an enemy. And I guarantee you, if you're a young bloke, I will respect you more for being a good bloke and not being a tough guy. Okay, this is the truth. That tough guy act, which you probably have when you're young, you get nothing from it. But being a good bloke, you do. So anyone that's a young bloke or 15, 16, or however however old you are going through that stage, mark my words, there's nothing that you possibly gain from it.
0: What makes a tough guy?
1: In my opinion or in on the streets? Well, in your opinion. Well, in my opinion now, what makes a tough guy, and, and I say this all the time, I've got a whole caliber of of friends, you know, and I will say to my friends, I don't care how tough you are. I said, mate, sit sit here. I said, what's going on? And, mate, they sit there and bawl their eyes out. I look at them and I say, yes, that is what makes a tough guy to me because that's sharing your emotion. Anyone on the outside can have the tattoos, you know what I mean, can can say I'm sweet, I'm sweet. But being tough is from what comes within Mm. your mental health. You know what I mean? And, and the rest will f- will flow. Mm. I said this before, but if your mind is strong, your body will follow.
0: Yeah, sure. I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of um, men being able to express themselves. Yep. I think it's so important. And when men can't express themselves, they kill themselves. It's And,
1: see, man, I, I get goosebumps. Because I really get emotional about men. Um, like I said, and I'm going to say this to you as well, I never even used to cry, Russell. Mm. I never, ever even used to cry, okay? Mm. Now I'm so... I'm passionate I'm so in tune with myself I look back at my best friend that passed away all right he was he was on the verge of playing NRL he was the 18th man not long before he passed away he he never even used to open up you know he never used to cry I never used to cry I was the exact same. And from, from that moment, ma'am, like if I needed like, you know what I mean? Sorry, going down the trap, once I learned to be able to cry, you know what I mean? Not just bottle shit in. Like I, like I said, I would go to a funeral and I wouldn't even cry. I thought, nah, you're, you're tough. Once I learned to be in tune with my emotion, it just makes things so much so much easier, bro, because but crying doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you weak. It makes you a man or, you know, it makes you a normal human being. The more you, if you're upset or you're sad and I ask you, you sweet and you sit there, I'm sweet, I'm sweet. Or you walk to the bathroom and you do your crying there. You will gain nothing from that. You will come back. Same thing will happen again. And then you go and cry there. If if I've got a problem, if you ask me a question about someone that's passed away or something I'm passionate about, I sit here and cry. I cry. I get it out of my system. I talk to you about it. You ask me, you or I, I'll, I'll vent you. I guarantee you I can move forward from it. Not I can, not. this happens over and over again and then, you know, and we're on the same boat, you know. Yeah. So that's what I gain from crying and opening up and being vulnerable.
0: It's the pressure cooker scenario. It was explained to me once before. The pressure cooker has a release valve on the top of it. When there's too yep. much pressure, it yep. steams out. Yep. Human beings are the same. We yep. have our eyes and our mouths. We do it for our tears or for our words. Yep. We express ourselves and, and that's how we get that pressure out of it. Yep. It's really, really important. So and general. not enough is... Like I think, not enough is is said. Like not enough men like yourself. I'm so glad. I'm so glad yeah. you're here expressing, cause you hear expressed because you you are you've got you're a tough you are that a tough guy. You got street yeah. cred yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Your boxing career, knowing you know what I mean. You know it. You know it's shrinking violent. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And um the importance of someone being here, man. And I thank you for that. Yeah. I thank you for being vulnerable to say that. I'll tell you what, if you started crying now, I'd go with you.
1: Yeah, exactly, man. And I'm and so fucking that. proud. Yeah, I'm you, so brother.
0: proud that I could do it yeah. and I'm, I'm so proud that I'm with someone that yeah. I feel comfortable doing well, it. Well,
1: that's what makes you a man, my brother. Yeah. No, that's thank what you, makes brother. you a
0: man. Let's talk about it. social media is a big yeah. thing and you've got a real big social media presence, right? Yeah. And yours is all positive. Yeah. But there is that negative aspect to yeah. social media. Yeah. How do you deal with haters?
1: Well, this is the truth, brother. In life, and this is what I want to say to anyone in life as well, people hold their anxiety back worrying about what other people think, all right? But the truth is, and this is the real talk, I could walk around the street, I could give every homeless person $100, and there's the to be that person, why is it not 105 Or I could, you know, do something or, or you could do something, anything you do in life, People are going to have their opinion of you. Mm. So the sooner you get your that through your head, no matter what you're wanting to do, whether you're wanting to start an OnlyFans account or start a new job, change your career, and you think, oh, they might think different of me or end a relationship, whatever it may be, people will always have their opinion or, or of you. Fuck what people think. Fuck that, man. It's about fucking you. So put that aside, and then that will give you that confidence to be able to move forward.
0: Yeah. I I get attacked a bit myself by yeah. the haters, but I, I say this, you know, I, uh, the, they, they, I find haters are trying to project how they feel about themselves on the other people.
1: Well, Russell, I truly, I can't fathom it. I tr- can't get it through my lemon spread, bro. It, it doesn't make sense to me. If I was to jump on social media, and like I said, everyone is their own person, but for someone that jumps on social media, runs someone down, number one from a fake account or whatever it may be, mm. what are you gaining from that? Mm. This is what I want to call out. Anyone that does that, please do this for me. Please do this for me. Make a real account, okay? And instead of that day going on there and trolling someone, go and lift someone up. Go onto someone's photo and say, you're beautiful, or that was funny, or that was good. And when you sit with it, feel the I difference feel between I'm... putting someone down and then complimenting nice. someone. And I guarantee you the difference is like that. Just yeah. try it for me, please. And and, and I'd, love, I'd love for you to message me and let me know how that goes.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's great. really good advice, Max. Really good advice. Mate, you touched on OnlyFans. What's your view on OnlyFans?
1: Well, man, like I said, bro, I don't judge anyone. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you're homeless. I don't care if you're a millionaire. To me, I'll treat you the same. That comes back to that exact same question that we were stemming from before. Mm. People, you know, that was something like, oh, I don't want to do OnlyFans because people would judge me. Listen here, they're going to judge you anyway. Go and do it. Don't let that that fear hold you back from you worrying about what everyone thinks. Mm. Don't let that fear because that would just stop you. Because like I said, whether you do it or you don't do it, People are going to have that ang- an opinion of you anyway. So I said, get up. If that's what you want to do, fucking go and do it. And yeah. I fucking commend you for that.
0: Same. Conquering your fears. And, you know, and, and often, and not always, but often that can be an expression of that person's sexuality and then yeah. embracing their sexuality. And if it if it works for you, if it don't, don't mm. do it.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: If it does, embrace it.
1: 100%. Because like I said, no matter what you do, people are always going to have an opinion of you. So just do you. For it's sure. It's the best way to be.
0: Max. You know, on, a, on, on talking on your social media, yeah. you have an amazing. You know, you've, you have you're really. You know, you really uh, have an amazing relationship with your mother. Oh, yeah. What's the basis of it? And like, where's it come from?
1: Man, see, like, honestly, my th- 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 once again, man, my mum. I'm a proud mama's boy. My mum was very sick, and and I commend her for it. She is a soldier. She's fine now, you know. And anyway, through thick and thin. My mum has been there for me through thick and thin. And, and if you're listening to this, it might not be your mum. It might be your mum. It might be your dad. It might be your best friend. Excuse me. But what I want to say is when you're young, you're 10, you're 15, you're 20, you're 30, you might be now. You might be 40, 50 years old. People are like, I don't want to be going and see, seeing with my mum. That's not cool. I don't want to be telling, seeing, you know, um, telling my mum that I love her. That's not cool. Let me tell you right now what is cool. Being seen with your mum is cool. Telling your mum you love her is cool. You know, taking your mum to dinner, looking after her, all that things is cool. You know, if I could go back, you know, I don't have any regret on my old man because I was by his side through absolute thick and thin. As soon as he got sick, I stopped working and I was there for him. And I don't have any regret on that behalf. But if I if if I didn't and sort of distance myself and whatnot, maybe I might have. So now, after going through that process of losing someone so close to me, and I'm ex- I was extremely close with my dad. I'm extremely close with my mom. I embrace and I am grateful for absolutely every single day. She's been there for me. She's my rock. I I I I'm a like I said, I'm a proud mama's boy, and more people should be. They brought us into this world.
0: Yeah. I never, I'm one of those people who have that regret that I never told my mum I love her enough. What is the importance, and you know, of telling people how you feel about them?
1: Well, this is the thing, and this is something that I want to encourage absolutely anyone that's watching this, watching this right now. You hear it at funerals. After the funeral, people will go, oh, they were such the best bloke, or they were so Mm. cool, or tell all these good stories. Mm. Don't wait for someone to be brown bread, to be Deb, to then tell them how much you love them. Go and tell them now. Be grateful what you've got now rather than when it's too late. 100%.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. Mate, you have a lot of um, well-known people reach out to you, and and I've seen your your DMs and that sort of stuff. What sort of things, and not just not say well-known, but well-known people and and not say well-known people, what sort of things do people ask you about, you know, like on your so about, you know, mental health and life in general?
1: Well, life. I just want to say something on that topic, and 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 I want to, you know me. If if I if someone asks me, they say Max, or can you get a photo of me, or Max, can you message that person, or whatever you can do.
0: Mm.
1: I love doing it because yeah. I I love giving back to the commu- community. All right, and this is someone Latrell Mitchell.
0: Now, champion,
1: absolute champion. I want to give it. <laughs> I want to give a prime example of him. All right, people have their opinion on Latrell Mitchell, but let me tell you this, and I'll look down the barrel and say this. One of the best blokes you'll ever meet. I always say this: that if I was going to war, he would be the first person that I bring with me. Now, if you've been to a South game or whatnot, and you will see, he plays his game. He goes around the field after every game, takes a photo, says hello to every single person. He gives them that time of day. And what I want to say this is: one of my best friends, his uncle passed away. Tragic South supporters, they love South, all right. He says to Max, "Where everyone is wearing South gear to the funeral?" He goes, "I know it's late notice." But I, I just want to ask you, ma'am, is there any chance you could ask a South player if they'd maybe say something, you know, um, or, or whatnot for him at the funeral? I said, you kidding me? I said, no problem at all. I messaged Latrell straight away. And I messaged Tane Mille. Latrell Mitchell sent a two-minute message back straight away. He goes, Beery, sweet as. He goes, what was his name? And, ma'am, for, for Latrell, that might have been something so small to be able to do that, but which he did instantly. But to that family... I showed my mate, he started crying. He, he said when they showed that at the funeral, the whole place was silent and the whole place started clapping. Mm. It was the gratefulness.
0: Choking me up now, Yeah, thinking of it. No,
1: nah, so I want to say to anyone, if someone asks something for you, whether it be a favour or if you have the right to be able to do something for you, whether it be give someone a live, helping someone out, having a chat, getting someone a job, whatever it may be, and to you it might be something small, go and do it because there will be a time in your life where you'll need help.
0: Yeah, what an amazing guy, Latrell. L- L- a lot of people L- like, L- and he cops that that racism that he cops, man. I, I just, I just want to go and punch them people in the face.
1: Mate, I truly, I don't understand it, man. It, it's too much, and it's got to stop. Yeah. It's too much, and it's got to stop.
0: Yeah, that, that's sickening. That's a, that's a disease, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's a, a dis- cancer. It's
1: a disease. <laughs> I don't even know why. I, would prefer not talk about it because it does mm. make me angry.
0: Yeah, sweet. I want to touch on. I want to touch on some people who have been some influential people in your life
1: well i've i've had a few all right and this is shattered to one of my best friends bo champion
0: when footballer i lost st. george footballer Penrith. Uh... no
1: nah, he was st- storm um south gold coast he played it probably he played it probably 15 out of the 12 clubs man. He, mm. he he was good. he was good but what i want to say to him and this is the prime example of of bo when i lost my best friend right, Bo and I, we knew each other, but he could see how much I was struggling, you know, through a lot of my friends, people would say, oh, Beery's really struggling, he reached out to me, he got me out of a dark place, because he'd been through something similar, he lost his best friend, he had a tattoo on his arm, and I'm telling you, I was at the darkest place in my life, but ever since that moment, he's been there to help me, and to guide me, and he's someone that he never judges anyone, he never thinks he's too cool, even when he was playing first grade, right, he, he he wouldn't think, ah, oh, I'm I'm not with first graders, or he was too cool to be seen with whoever. He didn't give a shit, and that's how society should be.
0: Gary Francisco.
1: Yeah, Gary, mate, let me tell you, an absolute champion. I remember I fought on one of his cards. He said to me, he said, Max, do you want to have a fight? I said, yeah, I'll have a fight. Anyway, I got to the fight, and then there were. It was really late notice. I took this fight on on probably about three days, and I'll be real with you. It was me when I was in a dark place in my time. I get there, mate. I'm fighting this. Do you remember Roy Asatasi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mate, I was fighting one of his cousins, and I'm telling you, I love Gary, but there was a huge weight difference. And I got in there and I thought, you know, I'll be able to just sort of move around, pick this bloke apart. But anyway, I hadn't been training. I'd sort of been partying right up to it. But I ended up fighting this bloke, and I'll tell you what, I ended up winning, which, mate, to me, I-, I couldn't care if I got knocked out. To me in life, and people say this all the time, and I'll just touch on this in boxing, people get on online and they bag someone, whether you won, you lost. Let me tell you. If you get in the ring and you have a crack, you are a winner. So for any sideline critics or anything like that that sit there and say, "Oh, look at that, oh, this and this and that." mate, who cares? But in life, I don't like I don't give a shit, man, whether I win or I lose. No matter what I do, it's just about having a go.
0: He's um he, Gary's got his own background and and, and like yeah. you're in really good company and, yeah. and for him to have that opinion of you. Yeah. And he loves you, man. Yeah, he and I love fucking him too. he loves you and um and he's a he's a like he he had a lot, he was uh Daniel Gills trainer for the world yep, title. Yep. Um man, how does it feel having people hold you in that sort of esteem?
1: Man, I am I'm, I'm truly grateful, man. And you know, I, I like I said, I'm I'm grateful for the growth that I've I've been through, for the things that I've been through, because everything that's happened to me has just been a part of my journey. You know what I mean? I'm not a perfect person, all right? I don't get out of the shower to all piss. But I'm always looking to better myself. (laughs) That's that's
0: as honest as you're going to get.
1: Mate, it's the truth. You know what (laughs) I mean? But I'm always looking to improve it and just be good to people, mate. Because the thing is, mate, and this is the advice I could give to anyone, man, no matter who you are. You walk past someone, a lot of the time, you know, especially as bloke, you walk past them back in the day, you'd eye them off and they'd look away and you think, hey, I'm tougher than them.
0: Can I touch on that? Because I don't want to post about it. What do you think? And how do you, like, because it's a big thing these days, blokes trying to steer you out.
1: Well, let me tell you, I'll give you an example, all right? I don't even like talking about boxing or anything like that because next thing you know, someone will be like, I'll fight you, I'll fight you. Let me tell you, I don't want to fight any of you. Someone walks past me and says, you're tougher than me. Believe me, I'll say, you're tougher than me. I really don't give a shit. Back in the day when I was younger, when I had a kid, Brian, I'd walk past and I'd try to eye people out, as I guarantee a lot of people have done. And then you think, yeah, yeah, they just looked away. You're tougher. No, you're not tougher. Change that mindset and change it right now. The next person you walk back past, if you, you're someone that does it, walk past them and say, how hey, you going, mate? I guarantee they'll say, how are you going, mate? You walk off fucking with that buzz in your step. Yeah. Not like, yeah, I'm a tough guy.
0: So that's how you do it, Max, when they try to steer you out. G'day, brother.
1: I just say g'day to them, mate. You know, yeah. I, I'm that at peace with myself. You know, I, I'm i not, you know, like I said, if someone goes, oh, I'd bash up. I say, good on you, man. What mm. does that make you? A better bloke than me? You know what I mean? It doesn't bother me. You can say what you want because I'm a of myself. Being a tough guy to me means nothing anymore. Being tough up here and working on this up here is everything to me.
0: Max, we've got problems with the um, youth crime in Alice Springs. What's the answer? Well,
1: mate, role models, people reaching out. People that have been through something, whether it be like yourself, you tell your story, you've made mistakes, but you talk about it. Mm. You, you you say that if you could go through all that, how much you would change or do differently. Mm. If you're a kid, young kid watching this now, watching me, watching Russell or watching anyone that's been through some something, take from them now before it's then too late. You've made your mistakes and then it's too late. Try to learn from that. Like I'll remember when I was young, my dad would say, and my dad was a proper OG colourful character without getting into it too much. But he would say, don't do this, don't do that. And I'd be like, what the hell, Dad? I said, you're going and doing this right in front of me. How can you say that? But if I looked at that advice that he gave me now, I promise you I'd be leaps and bounds ahead. So learn from mistakes that people have made before you make them yourself. That's the biggest advice I could give you.
0: Good advice too. Thank good you, good advice. Friend. Knife crime. What's going on there? What
1: What do you gain from that? Someone pulls a knife out. It's like it's a new day and age. Oh, I'll pull a knife. I've got you. People don't understand. You pull a knife out That's on someone, me. you can kill them. Yeah. What's the point of that? You know what I mean? If you want to be a tough guy, if you want to be, you know what I mean, whatever, fuck your weapons off and fuck calling 20 people. If you want to really sort some, just get in the ring and have a crack. Yeah. You know? But gaining that still you gain nothing from that. What's you pulling a, you know, pulling a, gu- a knife on someone or or jumping someone? What does that make you? Oh, I'm tougher than him? No, fuck that shit off. Honestly, the sooner you can get that mentality out of your lifestyle, the better you will be and I guarantee you that.
0: Well, you know, down at Goulburn, there's a lot of people doing 20 years plus mm. for just that moment of madness. The ego, when the ego is yeah. taking out, taking control of their life, yep. and they regret pulling that knife out for 20 years.
1: Oh, bro, it's, mate, it's you know, it's it's sad, man, and it's it's really even hard to comment on. To be completely honest with
0: you, tell me, Max, how do you water your garden on a daily basis? When I say water yep. your garden, how do you look after your mental health? How do you look after your attitude?
1: Yep. All right, so let people, I get asked this all the time. You know me, I'm bubbly and I'm 100 mile an hour. I am the, like, I love life and I truly every day I'm just grateful to be here. I have bad days. I have bad moments. Okay, I'll tell you something. I was at work the other day. I was, I actually got really bad anxiety. It was just, I was run down. And whatever it may have been, I said to the bloke I work for, I said, brother, I need to go home. I need, to ha- I need to put my head on the pillow for a couple of hours. Mm. I went home and he's like, yeah, you do. I said, mate, you know me. I do. I went home, had a sleep, came back to work and was and was and I was back. You need to just be real with yourself. If you fight yourself, it's okay to have down days. It's okay to have down moments. If you've had a shocker day, get through that day if you can. Go home, have a sleep. And nine out of ten time, once you put your head on that pillow, you wake up in the morning, it's a fresh start. Yeah. Self-love, positive self-talk. I I say this motto in life. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good. If I leave the house feeling scruffy, mate, my energy's not the same. Invest in yourself. Do things you enjoy. Your hair, your makeup, whatever it may be, you know?
0: Yeah, what I was gonna say, what makeup do you wear? You never
1: use makeup, mate, but I reckon a bit of eyeliner on me with rec- nice. All
0: I've thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Max, tell me, like how do people get in contact with you, Max? I encourage anyone.
1: So my Instagram is Beerygram, my TikTok is Beerygram. If you send me a message and you're genuine, like I get all these messages where people are just waving their arm at me. Realistically, I I, I I try my best to reply to people, but if you want to message me and you're genuine, talk to me. In my life, my motto is never above, never below, always beside anyone. I don't judge anyone. I'll be here for anyone. If I walk past you, I'll say hello to you. Take your time. And I'm grateful for anyone that comes up to me, hey, Beery, how are you? Or whatnot. That makes me happy. You know, I'm grateful for all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah. I'm grateful for you, bro. I'm thank so you, blessed to have you. It. I'm honestly, Max, I can't express to you enough. I'm so blessed that you're in my life today. Nah, you're thank such, you, my brother. You're such an asset and you're such an investment. You thank really you. are, man. And, um, I encourage anyone if you've got a, a – if you're going through a, a tough time at the moment or or you've got a family member or a friend or whatever, recommend, i recommend – I cannot recommend them enough. Give him a follow, Barry Graham Instagram, and TikTok. I just – man.
1: I appreciate that. I want to say one thing which I've got in the works at the moment, all right? Around men's mental health, we've got this stigma. You know, as I touched on before, you know, don't cry, don't open up. Now, I'm going to start a group, and this is just not like a professional group or anything like that. It's just a bunch of blokes. I don't care how old you are. We're going to go for a coffee. We'll go for a walk. We'll all sit down and you just talk about your stress because this is where you learn to do it. You might talk about your stress. It just might be you've, you've lost your, your dog or you've just gone through a breakup. Your mum's passed away. And then other people might be there and they'll share their story. As blokes, you want to sit there, you cry. A room of no judgment, which won't be a room. We'll go for a walk down the beach or whatever it may be, and learn to open up. Because the more us as a community we learn to be able to do that, I guarantee the better everyone's mental health. And this is spoke about more often will be. If you see someone that's ever struggling, don't wait for them to say, "Oh fuck, I'm struggling." If I see someone struggling, I'll say, "I didn't ask someone when I asked you, how you going? are how you how go, mate. I do ask that, but when I genuinely ask you, mate, how are you going?" I want to know how you're going and tell me how you're going. The sooner you, better you learn to be able to do that, the, uh, the more at peace with yourself and the better your mental health will be. My word on that.
0: All right. There's a few I want to ask you about. What's the importance of authenticity?
1: Just be real to yourself. Like I said before, everyone will judge you no matter what you do. You've just got to be yourself, you know. You're born in this world not to be someone else, not to copy someone, not to be like someone else. You're born as your own individual, so just be you. Don't do what else, what makes other people happy. Do whatever the fuck makes you happy, and that's when you'll be at peace within
0: yourself. What do people get from being vulnerable?
1: You get realness. You get realness, and and you just get – Self-love, you understand yourself more. You're in tune with your, you're more in tune with your emotions.
0: How do people trust others?
1: Well, the thing is, you've got, the truth is, you probably can't trust everyone, but learn to find someone that you can trust. As I said, someone that's been through a similar journey or your mum, your dad, your best friend, someone that you know would do for you. I judge a friendship on this. What they do for me, what I do for them. If I answer that question, I say, yeah, they're a friend. If I think, oh, maybe they wouldn't, no matter who they are, They're probably not as good a friend as you think they are.
0: What do you look for in a hero? A hero? A hero or someone you admire?
1: Realness, loyalty, um, honesty, uh, someone that does not change no matter who they're around. Like I'll give you an example. You know there's some people, all right, they'll be in the room, say they'll be in the room with uh, say 10 gangsters, all right, and then just say a nerd, a a so-called nerd walks in the room. That that there's that probably ninety percent of people would say, oh, you know what I mean. They'd turn their back on them. I respect that person that's in the room. Say, what are you doing, but, Johnny? Come here. Come have a seat. Not worrying about what yeah. anyone thinks. That's the realness.
0: Yeah, I like that. I love authenticity is sexy. Yeah, it really is. When you just see someone that's in their authentic flow, hundred percent, they just being them and their yep. lives rolling on. Yep. And that's what I found exactly. in you. That's yeah. what I found in you. I found this. Um, charismatic authenticity, yeah. you're just real, man.
1: Got to be real. Well, like I said, I'm not born here to be anyone else. I'm just myself. If you like me, I love that. If you don't, believe me, I'm, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I'm just being myself. And I say this on social media, there's all different lanes. People want to do this, people want to do that. They want to, uh, you know, give people shit, whatever it may be. I don't. I don't care. I don't judge up. That's not my lane. My lane's over here and it's a positive lane. And if you're a positive person, you like lifting each other's up, you like smiling, you like laughing, get over here. Get in my car. We'll go down the positive lane together. I'm all about
0: that. Jump on this bus. 100%. Maxie Beer, it's been a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much. That's rhyming slang,
1: isn't it? Bro, it was unbelievable, my brother. Honestly,
0: Max, you're dead set. Anyone that wants to be lifted, and Max don't mind. You can jump on his shoulders, he'll carry you. you 100%. So jump on, give him a follow. Beery Graham on Insta. Grateful. And Beery Graham on TikTok.
1: Everything you want. Just remember, my people. Thank you. (laughs) I love you. Love you too, my brother. Love me, my man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys.